Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show here. We are back for another episode here on Let It Grow Investing. And we got lots of stuff to talk about, as we always do. And, uh, you know, I was actually out of town this weekend. And it seems like every time I go out of town, someone goes and messes something up. Uh, Everything seems to go wrong. My account seems to just go deeply into the red. And that was no different on Friday. You know, I'm recording now. It's uh, Monday night. I'm back in town. And uh, but Friday, man, it was a brutal one out there. I I, I had to take a, a second and actually catch up what was going on today on my flight home. But uh, yeah, lots going on. Big, big swings in the market. I think it was about 700 points in the Dow on uh, Friday. We had what they call the Goldilocks. Uh, jobs report, everything kind of came out, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, but overall it was kind of what we anticipated and everyone was kind of happy with it. Okay. So that went well. So the market kind of rolled up. We were looking green, everything was doing good. And then we had some problems with, uh, forget which one came first. If it was Russia that came out or if it was, what was the other one that came out? But, uh, you know, the Russia oil thing was actually during the day. That's what it was. Russia came out uh, after the G7 basically targeted uh, a cap on natural gas prices coming out of Russia um, with the pipeline that Gazprom came out with. And they said that it was down for maintenance and it was supposed to get turned back on going into Germany. Uh, all of that uh, basically got uh, halted. They said, you know, we can't, uh, with all these restrictions and things going on, sanctions, we've got to go ahead and we've got some emergency maintenance we've got to do, which basically is the same thing that happened to me on a flight two weeks ago, where I don't think that anything was really wrong with the plane. I think they just didn't have enough pilots or crew and they wanted to put it on maintenance. And I think that's the same thing that happened here with Russia. I don't really think that there's a maintenance problem. I think they're a little upset and they're playing a political chess match over there. And ultimately, that's what shut down this gas pipeline. Uh, and that has sent the natural gas pipe or price up about 50 percent in a week, about 200 percent up on the year. Ultimately, you know, we're trying to keep things uh, about as even keel as we can. But ultimately, I don't really know what happens from here. Do all the allies around the world, you know, try to sell some natural gas to Germany. Is it everyone all for themselves at the end of the day? If we get beat up enough over here, do we kind of keep our word or do we kind of limit how much we can send? All these different factors coming into play. So ultimately the market sold off. I think we closed the day down about 3% on the Dow. It was just a bloodbath, but um, then it even got worse, right? We had... um, a little bit more of a political chess match going into uh, Taiwan. The U.S. State Department came out and said they would back a $1.6 billion uh, agreement to basically send uh, arms over to Taiwan. Okay, it's going to include 
uh, what's it say here? About uh, 665 million for contractor support to maintain and upgrade our Raytheon early radar warning system that was installed in 2013. Uh, it also goes on to say that Taiwan will spend about 355 million on 60 Harpoon Block II missiles. Uh, those are McDonnell Douglas, which is owned by Boeing. So if you're a Boeing fan, that uh, is another uh, credit to their logbook of uh, ongoing orders. I still think that they've got some management problems that I'm still kind of concerned about. Hopefully they can turn that around, but uh, time will tell. And it also goes on to say that there's about 85.6 million for more than 100 Sidewinder missiles, uh, a mainstay in Western militaries for air-to-air -air firepower. So, and that one is also a Raytheon uh, product. So the ticker there is RTX. So you got BA and RTX, big winners on this package for Taiwan. So definitely taking a look at those and uh, really seeing what's out there for some different options to play as, you know, the, the Russia-Ukraine problems kind of continue to tick on. And, uh, you know, we've sent a lot of different arms over to Ukraine. Now we're, you know, selling a lot over to Taiwan. All the other countries around the world are looking to really arm themselves a little bit more. That really helps a lot of these defense contractors. And ultimately, it's going to uh, kind of increase the demand that is here in the U.S. as we've sold off a lot of our stockpile. Uh, these companies are just going to stand to really benefit from these ongoing crises around the world. And I really think that those companies should be on your short list of, of, of stocks and companies to really look at right now as things are really getting a little bit uh, more uh, more volatile, you know, all around the world. So really take a look at those stocks when you're going forward and really think to, you know, do I really have anything that kind of fits that bill of aerospace, defense, uh, you know, all, all those types of national security type companies that are out there. Uh, I really think those could be a, a great stock to add to your portfolio. Uh, you've got a lot of longstanding dividends. Uh, maybe not from Boeing. You've also got uh, some lower PEs from some of these companies and uh, ones that I just think are going to stand the, the recession should we get one as everyone is looking to spend their money on national security. It's just what we look to spend money on. And I don't think that this time is any different than what it's been in the past. So maybe take a look at those. Uh, short list for me, Raytheon, Lockheed, uh, L3 Harris, uh, Boeing doesn't really make the cut for me. General Dynamics, uh, I'd probably look a little bit more there. Maybe Northrop Grumman. Uh, so those names maybe come to mind first and foremost when I'm looking at defense contractors. Uh, but yeah, take a look, see if it's something that um, fits your portfolio or what you're looking to invest in. You do get a bit of a dividend and you get some safety from uh, that national security spend that doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. And, uh, you know, more countries looking to really be prepared for the next crisis that, uh, you know, Ukraine really didn't think that they'd have such problems. And, you know, then they got caught in a situation where they really needed all this stuff and they didn't have it. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of my two cents on that. What's going on over there? But uh, ultimately, with the long holiday weekend, you really don't want to be uh, tied to any any of these volatile names. So we had a lot of that sell sell side pressure basically due to uh, no one wanting to hold these stocks through the weekend. We didn't really know what was going to happen with Russia, Taiwan, China. If they're getting mad at us with any of these problems, you know, that angerment level is kind of rising. 
as we uh, you know look to basically partner with Taiwan a little bit more. So no one really wants to hold these these different stocks through a long weekend. So ultimately, we had a long uh, a, a deep sell off on Friday. Now, uh, as I'm looking at the futures for uh, Tuesday morning here, they are looking a little bit up. At least what I'm seeing on E-Trade, I can go ahead and pull up the uh, the app. The uh, I'm not used to looking at it on the desktop version as far as futures goes. But uh, yeah, when I'm looking here, Dow up about uh, 129 points, NASDAQ 38, S&P about 13 and a half. Uh, so, you know, about uh, a third of a percent gain across the board uh, on those three indexes anyhow. But um, yeah, but we, we did have that massive sell off uh, going into the, the close on Friday. So big swings there. And uh, ultimately, you just really want to be prepared for what's going on next. A lot of people are saying, you know, we're still going to get that 75 uh, basis point hike from the Fed. Some people are more leaning to that 50 point uh, hike. I think it's really going to depend on what the CPI says. If we see some cooling in the CPI and those inflation numbers, ultimately, they might, uh, you know, not have to raise as much. But if we do have a, a rising inflation number, all bets are off. We're going to that 75 basis point. That's just... My thoughts on it, I think we're going to see them keep the, the foot on the gas and try to get this inflation number in check. And uh, that's really what their goal is. They want to cool that. They don't want to have this uh, labor market and the wage growth and everything else that's kind of stemming this cycle and you know continued spend that we've got. And ultimately, they want to bring those numbers down. They've said it before. They reiterated it last week. And uh, I think we're going to continue to see that until these numbers get back down to where they want them. Uh, so if those inflation numbers run hot, I think you know you can certainly bet on a 75 basis point hike. And if they don't, that 50 basis point might be more the route that they go. But either way, we're going to get another raise at the next meeting. That's my, uh, my call for it. But, uh, you know, so where does that leave us? Um, I think, you know, you really got to look at... Uh, a lot of the same things we've been talking about before. You really want to have some dividend names that uh, are going to stand those recessions. You want to look at uh, healthcare, energy, uh, consumer staples, uh, financials, things like that. Things that we're going to have to have that uh, you know defense spend. All these different things that are not uh, you know that discretionary money. You know the the technology names and all that we might not necessarily need. We all kind of want those things. But uh, they're not really a necessity right now. So I think those might go by the wayside. We might see some uh, sell side on those and roll into some other uh, dividend names that uh, ultimately should weather that uh, recession a little bit better than what possibly the, the tech and volatile uh, names, the growth names might uh, ultimately do for you. So that's what I've got right there for you. But uh, on the second half of this, we're going to talk about some different names that really come to mind for me right now. Uh, you know, I was really taking a look at these, sitting at the airport, sitting on the plane, listening to some other uh, uh, insight from some other investors as to what they're looking at right now. These are going to be five names for the investing challenge that I think could serve you well. So stick around. I'll be right back. And we will talk about these five different names that I'm looking at for this week. All right, guys, we're back here on the show. And uh, yeah, if you've been following along to my uh, travel sagas of the summer, 
Uh, I am happy to report that this was finally the first and last actual vacation of the summer that actually went according to plan. You know, we had uh, two sick kids with uh, some sort of stomach virus first trip of the year. Second trip, we left a day late or got there a day late due to bad weather and then ended up leaving a day early with a broken arm. Uh, then we got, uh, COVID on one of them. So we didn't go to that. And then, you know, we had a, a, a death in the family, so we almost didn't go to another one. And now this one finally went, went well. So I am very happy to say that it, it finally went as, as planned. And we had a good time down in Orlando. Didn't go to Disney, went down to new Smyrna beach, uh, hung out around there. Saw some family. Uh, we thought we were going to see that Artemis One rocket take off, but that uh, the launch got scrubbed, scheduled for today when we were leaving, and it uh, looks like that didn't happen either. Now they're saying possibly October, so I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I guess they uh, said that there's some sort of leak going on with the uh, the rocket, so it might be uh, later this year if it happens at all this year. So we uh, we got to see it on the ground, obviously, but uh, we did not get to see anything take off. So. That was pretty cool. It was a good time to get down there and enjoy some sun, some fishing, some uh, beach time, things like that. So all was good there. But uh, yeah, so now we have the investing challenge. Uh, now, when I'm looking for week 36, what did we do? We were voting on five different names, as we always do. And we had, what do we got? We got Equinix. Uh, ticker was EQIX. We had CI, which is Cigna Healthcare. We had DVN, which was Devon Energy. We had HBAN, which was Huntington Bank Shares. And we had AWK, which was American Water Works. And we are going to be buying Devon Energy for week number 36. And now we are on to week 37. And somehow we only have 15 weeks left in this year. I do not know where the year went, but... Uh, we're already here. I don't, I don't know how we are down to the almost the last quarter here. I guess we are in the last quarter. Uh, no, I guess that starts October. But um, we're getting close. So now with, uh, with week 37, you know, I was really looking at some dividend names that also could stand a recession, uh, also are needed right now. They're in high demand and uh, really are just going to be some stocks that are going to give us some safety. Uh, most of the PEs are relatively decent, uh, in my mind, with some decent upside, fairly good betas. I, I just really overall think that they're going to be some picks that are going to treat us well going forward. Um, I always try to really get the best names I can think of at this given point in time for what the cycle is what we're looking at for the rest of the year, and really what could stand to, to move up nicely. Uh, so if, you know, I, I would definitely appreciate some, uh, some likes, subscribes, and shares so other people can get on board with what's going on over here. And uh, that would mean the world to me. So if you haven't shared, please go ahead and do so. If you haven't subscribed, uh, you know, click that notification bell. It does mean a lot to me. Um, so with that being said, I've got uh, five names this week. First one is going to be one that had some inventory problems earlier this year, and I think they are going to get it right. And uh, that name is going to be Walmart. The ticker is WMT. Um, now, this one had some problems. You know, we all, we all kind of saw it. Uh, 
Uh, definitely, they, they pre-announced that uh, they ordered too much. They had too much here, too much there. But ultimately, that consumer staple business that is Walmart and their rollback and having the best price on whatever they're selling and uh, passing that along to the customer, I think, is going to do them wonders going forward here, uh, especially in a recession. You're going to see more people ordering uh, online and also going in the store to get those better deals. So the PE on this one is a, a bit high for what it is, but I think that's a, a little stretched at the moment. But uh, I do see some some brighter things on the horizon for them. Uh, so they are at a 26.8 on that PE. The beta is a 0.4, so that's really low. We've got a quarterly dividend of 1.67%. And the analysts look like they agree with me for the most part with about 14% of upside on this one. Might not uh, set the world on fire, but I think it's going to uh, stand that test of going through a recession pretty well. Uh, so now the second one is going to be a healthcare play. And this one has gotten a little bit beat up on some problems or uh, patent expirations. Not really problems, but I guess it could be considered a problem with uh, Humira is their staple drug. So that, uh, that name of this company is AbbVie. The ticker is ABBV. It was a spinoff from Abbott Labs um, a few years back now at this point, but uh, lower on that PE at a 19 times. They had uh, two new drugs, uh, Skyrizi and Rinvoke come out. Those two launches went better than anticipated. They also have a pretty decent pipeline of drugs coming up. And, uh, you know, one that uh, is actually going to give us a fairly solid dividend, currently paying out right over 4%. So you've got 4.07% on that uh, on that dividend. They have been raising it for uh, for quite some time. I think a lot of these different reports go off of the Abbott Labs uh, dividend increases, but AbbVie is also in that qualification as a dividend aristocrat uh, by most measures. And uh, the analysts agree with me here too. So you've got uh, currently a price of 136, and the average price target is 160.54. 17.8% of upside. Couple that with that 4% dividend, you're over 20% uh, in the next 12 months based on 13 analysts. And uh, it's been one that's treated me really well. So I do think that it's uh, going to serve us well going forward. The Humira problems could be a bit of an issue or a challenge or a hurdle, but uh, they do have some other products rolling out and that deep pipeline of, of drugs coming out as well. So uh, that's number two. Ticker is ABBV, ABV. Now, number three, this is one that uh, I do think has a, a good future with the amount of food that we need around the world. With a lot of the construction going on, yes, recession could hurt that business, but the farming side of it could do really well. And that's kind of what I'm leaning into on this one. So that ticker, uh, the name is Deer. The, the ticker is DE, so uh, the John Deere company. Uh, currently trading about a 18 times PE and uh, dividends about 1.24%. So a little bit light there, but uh, about 12.5% of upside on this one. And we're going to need food. That's going to be an ongoing problem that we've seen around the world. Problems in Ukraine, Russia, um, you know, prices on grains and things here. Going up, we're having uh, a lot more people looking to sell these crops 
and uh, anything that uh, deer can make to make the farmer's life a little bit easier, make that crop yield a little bit higher. Uh, I think those farmers are going to be buying as, uh, you know, labor's harder to find. So if they can make machinery that's going to replace a couple laborers, you know, these farmers are going to buy it as they have to upgrade anyhow. Uh, so I do think that uh, that agricultural side of the business could do a great number of things going forward from here. Construction might be in, a, you know, we're not too sure where we're going with new construction, but uh, I know we have that infrastructure package. So things like uh, bridges and roads and things like that might uh, ultimately just get uh, pushed through where, you know, some of the new construction on houses might be a little bit more delayed. Uh, I do think that deer has enough different lanes of business to ultimately go forward and prosper in this environment. So that ticker is DE for John Deere. Now, number four is one that I was looking at when I saw, you know, the uh, the John Deere company. And I was thinking along those lines was AGCO. A-G-C-O is the ticker here. And uh, one that has a much lower P.E., and uh beta is a 1.1 but now when i was looking at agco you've got uh they're engaged in manufacturing distribution of uh, ag equipment and related replacement parts throughout the world they are in north america south america europe middle east asia pacific uh, and africa they're they're all over they sell a range of agricultural equipment uh, tractors combines self-propelled sprayers hay tools forge equipment seeding uh they do their brands are uh, Challenger, Fent, GSI, Massey Ferguson, Voltra, and they also have the Fuse Precision Agricultural Solutions, uh, tillage and seeding equipment. They've got a, a little bit of everything here, everything from that farming side of things they will do. Uh, so one that I think could really serve us well going forward on some of the same themes that I thought were going to do well for John Deere. They take out some of the construction more. They're more in the agricultural only business. They have a pretty, pretty low PE at a 10 times uh, earnings. They've got a quarterly dividend of uh, 0.9%. So a little bit light on that dividend, but uh, the analysts do agree with me on this one more so than the others at a 30.29% uh, upside on this one. So you're getting a super low PE, uh, eight different analysts saying that we got about 30% upside from here. And uh, I think, again, you're in that right spot at the right time where ultimately, you know, we need to create and produce more, uh, you know, farm materials, grain, flour, you know, all, all these different things that they're producing at, uh, at a more reasonable price. Any way to get uh, a little bit more out of the labor, more into the equipment side, I think these farmers are going to roll into. So same thesis as deer. I'm looking at Agco for a little bit more upside, lower PE. Uh, I do think that they could survive this test through a recession as well. Uh, now, number six actually wasn't going to be number six. It was going to be a different company in the defense space. But uh, after reading some of this talk on uh, Taiwan, I decided to change my uh, my number five pick for the week. So this one goes back to what we were talking about earlier in this episode about uh, Raytheon. Now, this is pretty much directly with uh, this uh, package getting pushed to Taiwan, the $665 million for contractor support that uh, Taiwan's getting on this early uh, radar warning system. 
Also, these uh, 100 Sidewinder missiles for another 85 million. The Raytheon pipeline and order log is pretty deep as well. They've got uh, you know a lot of different orders to fill, a lot of different inventory to replace. Uh, they're thinning from the uh, the UTX days. They went and you know sold off some of that business to uh, the Raytheon line and uh, United Technologies separated. So I do think that uh, the ticker is RTX. If I didn't mention that, I do think that RTX could do a great number of things going forward right here. The PE is a bit high. I know that. I see it. Um, it is a 29 times multiple on uh, Raytheon right now. Uh, so that is a bit high. The The beta is a little light, though. It's a 0.7, so that PE is a, a bit higher, but uh, it's not as volatile of a company. And uh, where are we at? We've got a 2.5% dividend, um, which actually just went ex-dividend, which is okay. Uh, and then we've got uh, about 28% of upside on this one. Uh, and a lot of these price targets haven't even uh, caught up to some of this news from the Taiwan talks. The most recent uh, analyst rating was from the 31st of August. And uh, I think this Taiwan talk came out, what's today, the 5th, 4th, or the 2nd. So I don't think that any of these price target bumps even include any of this massive uh, spending package that's going to Taiwan. So I think we could probably get this one before it takes off if we uh, go ahead and vote with for this one. But uh, that's what I got for you guys. I've got uh, a consumer staple company, a healthcare company, two agricultural companies, and a defense contractor. So Walmart, AbbVie, Deere, Agco, and Raytheon. Uh, those are the stocks for week number 37. So uh, I definitely appreciate you getting out over there to the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. The link is in the description if you're not on there. Uh, just click to join and I will get you in the group and uh, get those votes in. And please, if you haven't invited anyone to join us over there, uh, please do so. It would mean the world to me to get these, uh, these votes rolling up and really see what everyone thinks about these five picks I came up with for this week. And uh, yeah, that's what I got for you guys this week. I'm going to uh, call it a, a shorter episode. It's been a really long day full of travel with two kids. And, uh, I think it's time for me to get some sleep and, uh, get back to work in the morning. So happy labor day. And, uh, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Let me know what you think. Get over there and vote. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you on Thursday. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.